Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here for another day, or kind of in the middle of the night, but still, it's a new day. Hope you're all doing well. Had a long one tonight. Had my Monday game, which both my grandsons insisted on attending, which means I had to take them home afterwards, which means that was another 20-minute drive. I think it's round trip, 20 minutes, something like that. But they enjoyed themselves. I had a little problem with my younger grandson. It's kind of a subject that, well... He's 12, and you say to yourself, or you say to me, Hey, Grognar, that's the perfect age to get him into role-playing. Yeah, it's the perfect age to get him into role-playing if they want to. And he insists he want to, although I have my doubts. Because he has, I think he has a very, very short attention span. And he insists he enjoys himself. He insists he wants to play, but I'm thinking it's more like my brother is playing and he's having fun and I want to play now. Before he didn't care. He would rather stick his face in a computer screen and do that. Which I didn't mind. I mean, and they're not, they're, Gage gets it. Gavin doesn't quite. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about is what you got in your wallet? What you got in your back pocket? As far as scenarios go. Now, I'm an OSR guy, and part of my thing about being able to whip up a scenario or something on short notice, and so that's, that, that is a skill that you should, if you're going to be a, a game master for any length of time, I think that's a skill you should develop. And it may not be easy for some, but, you know, there it is, because there will be times where they say, hey, Let's play. Can you play? Yeah, give me an hour. Okay, fine. And that's pretty much it. So it's like a lot of other things. you got to be prepared for it. My, my friend Vince used to joke with me about the fact that I always said, I like to ad lib and just go with it when I'm GMing, but I'm prepped for it. And his is, well, how can you prep to ad lib? Well, you do your homework. And you prepare a few things, like if you got your, your campaign world, cities they can go to, especially if they're doing a sandbox, places they can do, people here they can run in, up against, monster stats at your fingertips, and things like that. Names, names, you know, a list of names if you need to. So... That's, you know, that's kind of thing. What's driving me crazy lately is I've got kind of an idea for a Mutant Future game for North Texas next year. And to me, it's just a bunch of scraps. Of th- some, uh, a little of it I ran before, but it's like scraps of ideas in my head I'm trying to forge into something. A lot of people say I'm really good at what they call arc welding things like modules and original stuff together to make one continuous kind of campaign thing. But I sometimes it's really hard. 
sometimes the pieces just won't fit and you're you're it's like having a piece of a it's like having a jigsaw puzzle and have one piece missing the one piece that'll unify the whole picture on the of the whole puzzle and make it whole and good and it's it's just frustrating you know that one MacGuffin, that one character that one thing so it's the kind of thing you have to work through but anyway as far as back what i mean about back pocket is i always have there are certain scenarios i always have with me ready to run and they're mainly modules from another play they, they come from everywhere something you wrote wrote up from off the internet something you bought something you've writ, run so many times that it's kind of second nature to you i like to collect i like to collect modules short things like the one page dungeons those are great I actually got a whole demo set out of a one-page dungeon for Swords of Wizardry. A whole Swords of Wizardry demo out of it. And so I keep that with me. I go through the PDFs of, like, basic D&D, and I print out the sample dungeon. And it's all, it's not very long. The Like the one in the Metzer. The, the, I have the Holmes dungeon. I have the Menser dungeon. And they're not very long, but they're great for one-shots or one-offs, and you can build on them. It's really nice to be able to build on something like that. So you can get them anywhere. Just go to, uh, just Google One Page Dungeon, and they've got tons and tons of them that you can buy in a book for a drive-through. You can just download them because they have this competition every year, and they publish the winners, but they also publish all the other submissions. So you've got this wealth of material to pull from. There's nothing wrong with finding like maybe half a dozen you like, print them out, keep them with you, and want, run them once in a while when people don't have anything to do and they want you to run a game. To me, it's easier if you have your own campaign world. And I'm talking like your own campaign world. Well, you can use a published world, say like The Lost Lands for, for Swords and Wizardry, or even Forgotten Realms, or something like that, or your own. And you just look at these things like one-page dungeons and sample dungeons, or anything else you can come up with, anything you can crib off the internet, anything you can find. And nine times out of ten, I can find a place for it. And if you've got a story arc like my cattle drive or anything else that is basically what I think of it as, as women used to collect the the bracelets. What are the keepsake bracelets? I can't remember what they are. But they're little trinkets. They're, they're things they remember they buy. And that's the way I see certain scenarios if i can come up with a campaign story arc like the cattle drive like something else where it's going from point a to point b or getting this thing to that thing something like that that is a godsend because you can throw practically anything at it and it'll stick i've done the cattle drive completely with my group and I found out that not only can I stick stuff in there because they're the advanced they're the advanced party for the cattle drive, 
And so I can come up with scenarios or find scenarios that I can stick in there. Not only that, but I can break these scenarios down and take pieces of them and use them at, say, conventions. I've done that before. I ran the climax, the last scenario of the cattle drive, even before I ever did the whole thing, because I just wanted to see how this played out. And I've added a few things here, and I took away a few things there. And it's it is just, it's malleable. I like it. I always think of stuff like, the reason I came up with this, because I thought of the old TV show Wagon Train. Or any of those, If you, if in the 50s and 60s on television, they used to have these shows that are anthology shows. I mean, you had your Twilight Zone and Outer Limits and... Philco Playhouse and all these other things, but then they had these quasi quasi anthology shows, stuff like Route sixty six, or Wagon Train, or something like that, where the focus, the overall arc, was this thing, usually traveling like Route sixty six, with these two guys who just were disillusioned with life and they hop into this convertible they drive across country taking on jobs and the stories happen to them and they kind of get peripherally involved sometimes directly involved with the stories but they're always about different people along the way different situations along the way and say with wagon train wagon train that's why i got the idea of the cattle drive wagon train was a beautiful idea you know going from the east to the west in one season and then at the end of the season, they would take a ship back to the east and take another wagon train to the west. And each episode was a different point in the wagon train. That's where I got the idea for that. But all these anthologies, I think of my games as anthology shows a lot of the times. I don't really think of them as movies even though I use a lot of movie tropes and things. Sometimes if a one-off, I will think of it as a movie, like mostly for gangbusters. But, you know, if I'm doing Astonishing Sor- Swordsmen and Sorcerers, I can probably, I've got like three or four modules, I could probably string them together into something. But, you know, things like that are gold. Come up with an arc or two and then just, you know, use it and use it and use it. And the same thing with back, what I call back pocket, back pocket dungeons, back pocket scenarios, whatever. Hang on to those. You never know when you're going to be able to pull them out and use them. Well, anyway, I've talked a lot today. So I'm going to go start my day. And I hope you folks have a really good day today. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.